Episode 155, How to Make a Daily Devotional Part of Your Marriage. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And we are flying high after an amazing weekend uh, at Grace Church here in San Diego. We had a phenomenal workshop on Saturday with, with over 20 couples there, just digging deep into their marriage. I mean, they, they, were, they were excited and energized to get the fires blazing. And it was a, just an absolutely fantastic day. Yeah. And we were flying high and had a fantastic day. And to let all of you know out there who do listen to us, we are going to take this to many areas of this country and hopefully around the world. And we are in the works on that. Please, you know, give us time. We're developing it. It was such an amazing time for Elise and I. We were up on stage for five and a half hours, mm -hmm. just really digging deep into some really specific areas. And it was so much fun. And we are looking forward to getting out there and meeting many of you, you know, getting to hang out with you guys and share. And that being said, I mean, we heard from some of you that, you know, you, especially those of you in Southern California that wish we were closer or starting later, you know, a few different things. And, and we appreciate all of that. Sure do. If you know a way or a connection in your church and you'd like to put in you know, a recommendation to us to have your marriage and family pastors or your senior pastor, check out the podcast, check out what we're doing, even get in contact with Grace to find out how this has impacted the couples in their church. We'd love to facilitate that. Part of us being able to get out into some of these other churches comes from you. Mm -hmm. Comes from you saying, you know what, I've been listening to this podcast. I've checked out this, this couple. They are the real deal about marriage you can help be that introduction to get us into your church and yeah. to get us closer to you. Yep. And you can email us at info at one extraordinary marriage.com CC your pastor. Or like Elisa said, if you have a marriage and family pastor at your church, CC them as well. And we'll get in contact with them directly and find out uh, what we need to do to possibly get into your church, mm -hmm. start the, you know, open up that those lines of communication something we talk about often here, don't we? Communicating, seeing what your church's needs are and how we can help out. Because the reality is, as you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time and you consider yourself part of the one family, you know the impact that this community has on marriages. What could we do in your church? Yeah. What could we do in your community if, if we're there, you know, face-to-face, -face, a full day, we we did incorporated breakout sessions mm -hmm. into this. So the guys got to sit down and have some one-on-one -on -one time with Tony. I was sitting down having some one-on-one -on -one time with the wives. And I have to tell you, I can only speak from when I was with the women, but they were raw. They were totally transparent. They'd taken off their masks. They were sharing the good and the not so good that's going on in their marriages. We had asked them to uh, put questions on an index card anonymously, very much like we do when you know, we tell you guys anytime you want to call the number, call in at 858-876-5663. You keep it anonymous there. Or if you write into us via email at info at One Extraordinary Marriage, we keep all of that anonymous. Mm -hmm. And so that's what these folks had the opportunity to do and to ask. I mean, they asked deep 
questions. Some of the questions were filled with a lot of hurt, a lot of hurt, but we were able to talk through them as a group. We were able to, to offer hope and to offer strategies on how to move forward in your marriage, to, to take it from being eh, not so great to making it extraordinary. And it was really neat talking to some of these couples after and, and just hearing, hearing their enthusiasm, hearing their excitement, hearing all of the fun things that they're thinking about doing now, because we did have them do the top 10 list. We did have them, you know, talk about, you know, fun things that they like to do that maybe they stopped doing. Mm-hmm. We want to bring fun back into your marriages, you know? And I tell you what, we were exhausted, but it was the best type of exhaustion Yeah. after because we know that God was at work that day in those marriages. Yeah. It and, was. and before that, even yeah. earlier in the week, we got to go up to Simi Valley, which is north of LA in Ventura right. County. And we were interviewed on it is written Oceana. And this will be on Australian TV coming up in the future. When we find out when it's going to be uh, broadcast, we will make sure to let all of you in Australia, New Zealand know. It was a great time. And wow, just just really fun. Our host was amazing guy. He's uh, Australian himself, came over to the States. He's here for a month doing shows and whatnot. But it was just another amazing opportunity for us to get to hang out mm-hmm. and share one extraordinary marriage. And again, this will be going out to all of you in Australia. Which, you know, I, I had just a little plug here for Australia. You guys, you know, we keep having all of these little Australian mm-hmm. requests for information and, and requests for, Tony just got a request for an interview on a podcast. It's a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. That wants to interview us. Um, I'm getting really excited. I don't know. Something is afoot in Australia and we love it because you know, I told the kids this morning, I said, I've got this funny feeling that Australia might be our first international trip for one extraordinary marriage. So yeah, let's make it happen. We'd love to come there. We'd actually love to come to wherever you are. And if we can make it happen, we want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we've made some decisions over the last couple of weeks that, are going to put so much energy and so much of our efforts behind one extraordinary marriage to really just explode this Mm -hmm. to really say, you know what? 2013 is the year that through one extraordinary marriage, marriages are changed around the world. We're taking this internationally folks. I mean, you, those of you that don't listen to us in the States, you already know that we're there, but we want to blow it up. Yeah. It's not that we're not already impacting lives. It's just, we want to take it to a whole nother level. And so just for instance, we went to Grace Community Church here this weekend and all but one who was attending had heard of us all but one. No, no, no. no, no, uh, no, The other way around. All but one had not heard of us. Two couple, two couples out of the 20 that were there had heard of us. Right. There we go. Thank you. Like, I'm, I'm so, so, I'm so confused on your mouth. Your mouth. I can't even figure it out. So, so we're there with 20 couples. Two of them had heard of us. Mm-hmm. So it's 18 couples. couples that had never heard of one. One couple told Tony that they got to the doors of the church 
and almost turned around. It was a beautiful day in San Diego. Yeah, it was like mid-70s. Gorgeous. And they almost didn't come in. And then they thought, eh, we're here. We'll come in. And they walked away at the end of the day, smiling, holding hands, cuddling up next to each other during during the different sessions. Well, the big thing that they walked away with is that you guys gave us some really cool tools that we can now implement in our marriage so that we can dig deeper into our, into our conversations. We can spice up our marriage. Uh, we can spice up our sex life. Mm-hmm. You know, we can take that seven days of sex challenge. We may even into, in, implement the intimacy lifestyle. And so it was really cool to hear how God worked on them through the day mm-hmm. and how the devil was really trying to stop them from even walking through that door first thing in the morning. And I just have to share, you know, this is a situation. You know, it's like you never know how things are going to come together. And this was a situation where, you know, sometimes you feel the attacks coming up leading to a big project or something and you just know that God wants you to be moving forward. This workshop was one of those times. And so we are, we're so excited that Grace Church has been impacted here in San Diego and we're looking forward to impacting your area, your local community. And, and one of the things that came out of Saturday, we talked a little bit about spiritual intimacy during the workshop. And when I was in the breakouts, one of the women had asked me, well, how do you, you know, it's the title of today's show. How do you make a daily devotional with your spouse, with your spouse, a part of your marriage? How do you do this? Because a lot of them, I think all but two or three couples had children living at home. You know, there's, you know, people are working, you've got obligations, you know, you're, you're burdened by this, this almost, and I have to, like, and Tony and I heard this for years from the pulpit, just the, you need to make digging into God's word a part of your daily life. You need to do it. 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 And yet we did never hear or feel like we heard the how. Right. How do we do this with two young children? How do we do this with, with husband and wife both working? How do we do this with all of the other... When we're tired. Have tos. When we're just feeling down. How do we, how do we make that happen? How do we make that happen? And so I was, I was thrilled when this wife asked the question because I told her, I said, you know what? We struggled with devotionals for a long time. And you guys have known that. I mean, you, you've heard us, if you've listened for a little while, um, you heard about the one couple's devotional. Tony and I were trying to do the couple's devotional Bible. Mm-hmm. And we got through about two weeks and I just, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. Yeah, we weren't. I wasn't. And, and that was one of those bad experiences because I wasn't really honest with Tony about it. I was going through the motions. And, and you do that sometimes. And it's not good. That's why I'm telling you, if, if a devotional is not working for you, share that with your spouse. Yeah. And for Elisa and I, we did do a devotional prior to Alex being born. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the one devotional we stuck and that was maybe three months long, four yeah, months like long. Ninety days, yeah. Yeah. After that, we did not pick up one, or we we did, but nothing stuck more than maybe two weeks for the better part of the next ten years, nine years. That's a long time, right? You know, and so we messed up a lot. We we just could not pull it together, and. 
a lot of it had to do with our own egos, mm-hmm. with us not willing to take off the masks in this very intimate place and allow ourselves to be truly exposed and stripped down and naked in front of each other. And that held us back. And it was at the point where we decided, you know what? We need to get past our own egos. We need to be willing to just go, hey, this is where I am exposing ourselves and just finding that time to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times you hear, oh, it should be the first part, you know, give God the first part of your day. Some of us are not conscious during the first part of our day. (laughs) Yes. You might be up and moving, but the ability to sit still and, and listen and be in God's word may may, actually put you to sleep. May put you back to sleep. And, and we know that because we used to try and get up way crack of dawn Mm -hmm. to do this. And, and we found that, that there's the reason it only worked for a couple of weeks for us is because we were just exhausted. Mm -hmm. So that get up at the early part, not working so well. Right. Elisa and I, we like to get up early and we've been doing a pretty decent job of that depending on, you know, if we're getting to bed on time. But when we get up, we're doing our own Bible time. Mm -hmm. We're doing our own reading. We're doing our own thing in the morning. Yeah. And not for me, sometimes it's not prayer. Sometimes it's just, I'm reading success magazine. I have other things that I'm reading. It is a quiet time for me personally, but it's not a a together Mm -hmm. in the mornings. And that's not to say that that can't work for you guys. Mm -hmm. What what the two of you have to figure out is what is the best time of day for us to come together? And how much time are we going to spend on this? Mm -hmm. Some, I mean, we know some couples that because of their work schedule, they work together, they work from home. I mean, they can sit down for a half an hour to an hour every morning. Some couples have 10 or 15 minutes. This, this one gal, um, she shared that they do their devotional over breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that's perfect. I mean, they don't have children yet. So there's no mommy, daddy, you know, I spilled my milk. I need my lunch. I, you know, don't want to get dressed this morning, but they take turns reading out of the Bible over breakfast. Yeah. And in, in our household, that just wouldn't be doable. I mean, between both the kids, you know, they got to be at school by eight. And so for us to do it over breakfast, it's rare if Elise and I sit down together at breakfast. I mean, we're in the kitchen together, but we're not necessarily sitting down at the table to do that. So some couples do morning. For us, we have found that the time that works best, especially as we've made a a big effort over the last six months to go to bed Earlier. earlier and to go to bed together. We have found that doing it as we crawl into bed has really helped us. Yep. And we've got, for us, we have a twofold approach here because you know that we've been using Jesus Calling as kind of our launching off point. But at the bottom of each one of the Jesus Calling daily devotionals, there are scripture verses listed. Mm-hmm. And so we often open the Bible to, you know, to get into God's word based on what we read in that day's devotional. So for, and it, and it, cultivates our prayer time Mm -hmm. because we, because we struggled for so many years on finding a devotional that worked for us. When we first started with Jesus calling, it was like, like baby steps. You know, when we first started just reading it. 
Yeah. I mean, that would be like, okay, you know, here's our, here's our minute of devotional time. Cause that's about as long as it takes to read them. And we'd just be there together in our bedroom and we'd read it. Okay. Yeah. That's good. And it was, it wasn't long folks. I mean, really maybe to read the actual, you know, section for the day, two minutes, three minutes max, if you're just taking your time. And like Elisa said, that was for us. Some nights what we would do is we'd read that and then we would just pick up our own books Mm -hmm. and read our own books. Some nights we would go from there into having some discussions about what that section touched us or how it touched us and how it impacted our lives our family lives, our business lives. And a few months back that, you know, we, we stretched ourselves to go, no, afterwards we're going to pray together. And it took us a good eight months, nine months of just reading from Jesus calling to get to that point where we felt comfortable praying together. And I say comfortable just because we had gotten in the habit of reading together. It wasn't comfortable when we first started praying together, though. Praying together, studying God's word, that is a whole nother level of intimacy. When you hear your spouse's prayers, when they are willing to take off their masks and be transparent, not just in front of God, which they do in their own prayer time, but in front of God and you, mm. there is a whole there is a whole other level of intimacy that I can't even describe to you. Because when when I hear what Tony is praying for, when I hear what is on his heart, it gives me such a big glimpse into what is going on with him. You know, it's not just it's not just the surface level stuff. I mean, he prays for. He prays for healing for friends. He prays for, for comfort. He prays for wisdom. He prays for you know God's direction in our lives. And to hear him pray for those things deepens our relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a scary place. I've shared numerous times how the first time, and this was a couple years ago, the first time he ever tried to lead us in prayer, I laughed. Yeah, I'm not talking about dinner prayer. I'm talking like the the on your heart type of prayer. I just got the worst case of the giggles at the worst time. And I couldn't stop. Hmm. There's an ego blow. Your wife's laughing while you're praying. Not a good thing. And yet now, when we're sitting there and, you know, he'll reach for my hand. And this is just our time to to thank God for the blessings he's brought in our lives, to ask him for what's on our heart. There is a connection there that is out of this world. And not every time, but it, right. like uh, last yeah. like last night after Super Bowl, I was beat down. <clears throat> yeah, I crawled into Excuse bed. I'm me. like, his eyes are already closed. I'm like, um, are, we, are we doing Jesus calling? Yeah. So don't, so don't get this thing that, hey, oh my goodness, Tony and Elisa, every single night it's fireworks. No. I mean, seriously, last night I was ready to go to sleep. I was done. And Elisa goes, hey, we need to do this. And we did our reading. And he went back to sleep. And the, and prayer. the prayer itself was, was short. Mm-hmm. It was still heartfelt, though. And I was done after that. And 
you know, that, I'm so glad he said that because that is, that is a key point here when you're making a devotional part of your marriage. The two of you need to first commit that you're going to do this. And maybe, you know, one of the, the apps that we love is Uversion. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about Uversion is that you can find plans, devotional plans for, you know, all different topics, all different lengths of time. And so you need to commit whatever it's going to be that you're going to go through the year-long devotional. You're going to go through the two-week Easter devotional. You're going to go through the, you know, 40 days of Lent. Whatever it is, you need to commit to God that you're going to do this and you need to commit to each other. But you also have to give a little grace for those days that you miss. Yeah. It's more than likely going to happen at least once. And this isn't like the New Year's resolution where when you fall off of, you know, exercising every day or eating healthy and then you're just like, ah, forget it. I'm not doing it anymore. No. No. The next day, just pick up where you left off. Because here's the thing. Tony and I spent a whole year working through Jesus calling and, and, and bringing in God's word to supplement all, you know, using Jesus calling as a supplement to God's word, putting those passages together. We missed a lot of days in that year. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I would say there were probably a handful of days every month that we missed. Yeah, just due to not getting to bed together on time, just being seriously tired. just tired, not in the same place. You know, one of us was traveling and, you know, time differences. So that would tweak that. So, yeah, there, there are definitely reasons why it didn't happen. The thing is, we made sure to just get back on it and continue forward. Mm-hmm. And not berate ourselves, not beat ourselves up for missing. And that really helped each of us. You know, neither of us were pointing fingers at each other like, oh my gosh, you missed. It was your night to read this, that, 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 that. It's just like, hey, we missed. Let's let's get back on it. Let's Next just, day. Let's just do it. And I think one of the big thing is for you guys to figure out, you need to know the time and the place you guys are going to do it. Mm-hmm. You need to come up with that agreement because for Elise and I, it is that evening time. We know it. We're not trying to figure out, well, today is it evening? Is it morning? Are we, are we doing it during lunch? No, it is a set time each and every day, seven days a week, every month. It's in the evening for us. And that helps us out because we don't have to think about it. We just know it's going to happen. And again, things may come around that we miss it. There have been times though when I've been away that we'll jump on the phone and we'll make sure to try and get it in, but it's in the evening. So figure that out. Take that time to determine when you want to do it and where's the place you want to do it. Mm -hmm. Because some of you may be comfortable in your bedroom. Some of you may have an awesome sitting area in your living room. Maybe you have a den Maybe you have a nice little sitting area in your own bedroom that you can just hang out and do it there together. Maybe it's in your kitchen over a cup of tea or a cup of coffee mm-hmm. where you can just hang out. That's that's the way you guys are going to do it. You're going to take that 10 minutes or less to do this. The next thing is, though, is you have to choose that devotional or the Bible study or the scripture or what what not you got to know where you're going because that was the struggle we had 
honestly, is we didn't know what we were going to do. And so after we did that one devotional before Alex was born, and then he came along, we had no plan. And so without a plan, the likelihood of us completing anything was nil. Mm -hmm. It's like trying to build a home without plans. Do you know where the foundation's going to go? Do you know where the framing's going to end up? Do you know how the roof is going to lie? No, you're not. And so similar to this, you need to have that plan. And one thing we're going to have here in the notes is our top 10 list. Now, and we've used this in the past, and we used it over this weekend talking about activities. And you guys have heard us talk about this. What are those top 10 activities you guys want to do together? You know, what are these activities you'd like to do on date nights? You know, it's a way to find out new things about each other. Well, one of the attendees said, well, gosh, I'd love to use that top 10 list as a way to, as a way to dive into our spiritual intimacy. And it's such a fantastic idea. And we thank her so much for bringing it up because, wow, what a way to learn what each of you would like to study in the Bible. And it might be that, you know, there's a particular, you know, there are particular books of the Bible Mm -hmm. that you want to study. There might be particular individuals in the Bible. Like I've always wanted to know more about Moses and, you know, his time in the wilderness, you know, that, or Jesus' time in the wilderness and, and Moses being out in the desert and, you know, just that time where he was away or maybe Job, maybe you're going through a time in life where you're just like, wow, I, I feel like Job. Or what about Mary? What about, you know, I want to study Philippians. I want to study Hebrews. I want to study the character of God. Mm-hmm. You know, our church often, you know, a couple times throughout the year, when we're sitting there um, waiting for worship to start, they will flash this one video that is all different names uh, for God, all mm-hmm. of his different Hebrew names and, and, and what they mean, you know, creator and healer and redeemer and, and savior and, and just all of, all of those different things. So maybe that's what you want to study. Mm-hmm. And so take the top 10 list. And the neat thing about the way it's going to show up here in the show notes is that when you print it out, it's on one eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and it's going to have the list for both of you. So you can just cut it in half, spend some time in prayer on where do you want to go in the Bible? What do you want to study? And it's entirely possible that you, the two of you are going to end up with 20 different ideas of what you want to study themes, characters, books. Think of all that material that you have. And maybe it becomes something where, you know, if it's a book, you take a book of the Bible and that's what, you know, you're going to commit to 10 or 15 minutes a day, the two of you reading that together and talking about what you've read right? in and that a, day's passage. Yeah. And a great example, Song of Solomon. It is the one book in the Bible that talks about sex, talks about love, talks about commitment, right? What a wonderful book to read together. Mm-hmm. And you may be going, well, do we read it all in one night? Da, 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 da. No, take it, break it up, read a chapter a night. If you have a great study Bible, you know, read the footnotes. If you want to dive in more, you know, you can go into BibleGateway.com, a great place to go get more information. And you can read different versions, different um, versions of the Bible. 
Mm-hmm. I tend to like the New Living Translation. Some of you might like NIV, the message. You may want to check out some different versions just to see how that changes and maybe it connects with you differently. It's all God's word. That's the greatest thing. It's all God's word. But, you know, come together and determine that. Maybe your top 10 list right now, what you're going to do is specific words you want mm-hmm. to cover in the Bible. So it may be love. It may be grace. It may be faith, prayer, abundance. These are all words that you can find throughout the Bible. And maybe all you're doing is picking out one verse a night or two verses a night that you're reading. Maybe you find the verse and you read two before it and two after it. And a great way to do that is it with that version app or Bible Gateway. Put in those words. Mm-hmm. See, what, see what comes up. You may find five verses. You may find 20 verses. And, and maybe that's what you do for a month. You know, the word of the month is faith. And all we're going to do this month is we're going to learn about God's faith. Boom. Here we go. But just like we've said before, when you're dealing with your recreational activity on your top 10 list, you're going to write those things down. Mm-hmm. Give your guys, give your guys a time limit, 10 minutes, five minutes. Boom. Write them down. There you go. Move forward. The thing is, Nothing happens, nothing happens unless you take action. It's great that you write down a list. It's wonderful that you have it. But if it sits up on your mirror in your bathroom or it sits on your refrigerator and you do nothing with it, you're not growing. You're not growing. You got to plant those seeds so you can grow closer together and closer to God, especially in our spiritual intimacy, especially in our spiritual intimacy. We need to take action. And so it is a wonderful time for all of us and you guys, especially in your marriage to connect and guys, I'm going to, I'm going to put this on your shoulders a little bit, not a little bit. Actually, I'm going to put on your shoulders a lot. You need to be the spiritual leaders in your household. You need to step up to the plate and be that leader in this area. I can say this, that I did a horrible job at it for many years. So I understand I'm with you. I've been there, but I will also say that as I stepped up to the plate, as it was my, it was my doing to read Jesus calling with Elisa. It was me stepping up to the plate. And if we look in, uh, Corinthians 11, you can also find first Corinthians 11. You can find where we are called to be these spiritual leaders, you know, in Ephesians, you know, the man is responsible to spiritually care for his wife. We're called to do this, guys. And I will tell you, having done it in my own marriage, what a difference it makes. And yeah, sometimes I still falter, like last night. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was the one just not wanting to step up to the plate. 
but I'm fortunate enough to have a wonderful wife who just said, you know what? We got to do this tonight. And instead of turning around and just, no, I need to sleep or that, this and the other, I stood up. I said, you know what? Jesus is calling me to do this tonight with my wife. And so we read, we prayed. So men, please take the lead on this. Take the lead. And wives, let him. Don't wrestle for control of the spiritual leadership. If your husband is not the spiritual leader of the home, pray for him. Commit him to God. Pray for him to do this, to be a part of it. And if that means that that you have to just pray and start this, do so. Because he may come alongside you, understanding that it's something important to you, and then move into that leadership position. A lot of times um, we, and I, and I saw part of what we did on Saturday was we did this one exercise where we actually made the men speak first. Right. And, and the reason that we do that is because I know from experience, sometimes I'm quick to just talk, 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 and not give Tony the space that he needs to lead, to lead our family, to be that spiritual leader. And so the reason that we did that exercise, it was very intentional that we had the men go first in this one particular exercise because we wanted them to have that experience of going first. Mm-hmm of sharing their thoughts without their wives. I mean, the wives actually had to sit there in silence and just be in that moment with their husbands. You know, God calls us women to be our help, to be helpmates to our husbands. We are to come alongside them. Working on a devotional together enables both of you to fulfill the roles that God has for us. It allows you to strengthen your marriage. It allows you to have deeper spiritual intimacy. It does not happen overnight. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. We've, we've faltered so many times. But you know what? Just like God forgives us and, and we get up the next day and we, and we work on making the next day better. We work on getting closer to God's will every day. The same thing for our devotionals. You may have a bad day or even a bad couple of days. The flu is running rampant here in San Diego. People are dropping left and right. Okay, you got the flu. Probably not a good time to pray together. You should be praying for your spouse that has the flu because they're really not, I mean, they're, they're praying just for the misery to end. Okay, don't force them into a devotional that night or that morning. Just pray for them. Mm-hmm. But don't, Use that as an excuse to stop this exercise together. Because as you bring God into your marriage, I mean, we talked about this in the very first chapter of Strip Down, from the top down, you need to have God as the center of your marriage. And one of the ways that you do that is to figure out how in your marriage you are going to make his words part of your daily life. And I can tell you in the last year, we're on 13 months now, that we have consistently been doing a devotional 
we have seen changes in our spiritual intimacy. We have seen changes in the foundation of our marriage. We have seen changes in our children's lives. Those are not coincidences, folks. We are bringing God even more into our marriage. And he is blessing us through that. God wants to be in your marriage. Open the door and bring him in. Invite him in. Dig into his word. Dig into what he has in store for you. Choose one of those words. I mean, you want to you be blown away? Start studying the word love. Start studying bride in the Bible. Start studying faith, abundance. Mm-hmm. You get bogged down reading the Bible, don't try and sit down and read the Bible cover to cover. I get bogged down trying to read the Bible cover to cover. But if I pick a word, if I pick a theme, then it's like, wow, I wonder what that next verse says because this one I got a lot out of, but what's the next one say? God wants us hungry for his word. Bring your husband or wife alongside of you to dig into that and create that solid foundation to help you weather the storms of marriage, to help you sing praise when things are, are going well and, and you know, you're firing on all cylinders. He's there in every moment. Mm-hmm. But you've got to, you have to have invited him in so that you feel his presence and you know that he is there in every moment. Yeah, man. All right, so this is what we want you to do so that you can get started on having a daily devotional, a daily Bible time, a daily prayer time with your spouse. You're going to figure out that time and place. Shouldn't take you too long to figure this out. You may have to tweak some stuff. You may have to work with it to figure out which works best for you guys, but it shouldn't take you too long to figure that one out. You want to choose your devotional, your book, your word, your study. You're going to use that top 10 list to make this happen because that's going to give you 10 to 20 areas that you could be studying on right now. And again, that could be books, that can be characters, it could be specific words. It could be just the red letters of Jesus. It's whatever that works for you guys. That should take you guys probably about five to 10 minutes to do those together. And then probably another five to 10 minutes just to determine where you're gonna start and get going. Because that's the biggest thing. We want you to get moving. Commit to yourselves. Commit to each other. Commit to God. And lastly, give yourself some grace on those days that you don't do it, that you miss, that you skip. Stop badgering yourself. Stop letting that running commentary in your mind tell you you're not worthy because you know what? You are. You are so worthy. And God so loves you that the worst thing that could happen is that you stop. The best thing is that you missed a day and tomorrow you pick it up again. We love you guys. And we want you to grow spiritually closer to each other and to God. So find the time to do this. Start planting the seeds now so that years from now you'll look back and go, that's where it started. That's how 
we got closer to each other. That's how we broke through those barriers that were stopping us because we came to God and we gave it to him. We grew spiritually closer together. We want to know how this impacts you guys. We want to know what you're going to be studying and not just for Elisa and I, but for all those people out there who may be hitting a wall and not sure where to go, please leave a comment. Say what you're studying right now. Give ideas of what you will be studying. And not only for those who don't know, but for you. It's an accountability. You guys are, you guys are up on that wall. You guys are saying, we are doing this. We're so excited for you guys because it's an amazing time when you can come together like this, pray together, and grow spiritually closer together. We love you guys. You can call us 858-876-5663. Let us know where you are in your spiritual intimacy. You can also email us at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know how that's going. We will try and respond to all emails. We are getting inundated right now and working on that. And with that, we wish you each a wonderful and glorious week. We love you guys. Take care, and we'll catch you next week.